0: I am a grateful follower of my higher power which is Jesus Christ. I am a soldier in the Salvation Army and you are my family. Um, I've been on a journey since my mama passed uh, to um, the only thing my parents ever asked of me is to save their ashes and when they both were gone in heaven to combine them together and spread them in all their favorite places. Um, I am blessed and I have been able to take some time off of work and I have been able to do that. Um, in the midst of this time, um, I wrote, I used to put pen to paper all the time, but then for a lot of years I didn't do that anymore. God blessed me with the ability to put pen to paper again and I wrote this in honor of my parents and of all of you. And um, I said a little prayer this morning that I would see Georgie and Carrie here today. And I wanted to call her and say, man, I love you. And, and when I was out in front hooting and hollering, they came walking by. So God is good. Yeah. Yeah. All, the time. All, All right. Do I have to lean forward into this? Okay. I am. Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I am my mother's daughter. I am my father's joy. Nothing, sweeter, nothing is sweeter in this whole world than the sound of someone you love calling your name. Jesus calls our name. He called my parents home. They both were born in 1930 and married July 2nd, 1962. I came along August 2nd, 1962. <laughs> They <laughs> I was at my parents' wedding. <sighs> they told me I was their love child. I am convinced of that. I am blessed they were my loving parents. They remained married until God called them home. Papa rested in peace January 9th, 2015. Mama rested in peace May 9th, 2021. Oh, what a joyous day in heaven that reunion must have been. The great I am is oh so good. I am grateful for God and all of you who were there to comfort me through the period of time I wasn't let in to see her. I know when she called called out my name, God was there to comfort her. I am sure of that. I am the daughter they raised and cherished, loved and taught. They were my best friends, teachers, counselors, and outdoor adventure guides. I was raised in a little house Papa bought in 1962 and we never moved. I am grateful for that. Papa was a papermaker, and Mama was a diet aid at St. Joseph Hospital. I am blessed that they chose to raise me in such a beautiful place as is the Columbia River Gorge. I brought Mama here. This is where it gets good. I brought Mama here to the Salvation Army in September of 2014. We were hugged, loved, and welcomed with the love Jesus bestows on us all through his children, all of you. Right here in this church, we became your family and you became ours. I am blessed and honored to call you family. I am not alone. I am continuing my journey to make my parents proud. I am sure they are smiling down from heaven along with their father who art the maker of heaven. I am never alone, I am a child of God. I am holding on to you deep in my heart and I cherish my memories and dreams of you John 1427 peace I leave with you my peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give to you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid I am is holding on to you God is the great I am oceans of love Sandra Jean Richard and Mary Stout's baby girl I am my mother's daughter. I am my father's joy.
1: Wow, that was pretty powerful. I love that. It's going to be an emotional service. so this this. <laughs> David's got tissues. If you need one, raise your hand. You'll get a tissue. Yeah, you're going through a lot over there. So um, this week I came in um, on the day that Susan was volunteering, and she said, I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something. And what she told me was so powerful that I told her she had to share it with the whole church because it's just such a beautiful cool testimony to see how God is sovereign he is in control of everything and when we try to control things or do things he's like I'm right here right so would you come and share with the church what you shared with me
2: so you know I ran out of the house and left my notes at home don't you <laughs> so I am here to testify to the amazing greatness and the awesome goodness of our Lord. And it's all to him and his glory. So I had reservation for two people at the Women's Conference at Cannon Beach Christian Conference Center last weekend, which is a wonderful, wonderful experience. So I had a Gift to give away to someone, and I started offering it to the people I care about so much, and nothing was working out. And I kind of shopped it around, and and I have to tell you, I'm in a an, an amazing Bible study, with 15 other, so special women, every one of whom I love. So I knew I couldn't invite someone there because how could I invite one? How could I pick one out and? say no to all the others. So that's why I was going around other places. And it was, the time was coming down and the reservation was still open. And so I was saying, God, I just, it had, it's obvious it has to be someone, how can I choose one of those? And God bent down and he looked at me and he said, Susan, I'm sovereign. And so, yeah, So that meant I had to, in faith, work it his way. Mm -hmm. And so faith is not faith until we're obedient to it. So um, I made up an email and sent it out to all the 15 others and said with a prayer, "Okay, Lord, it said, the first one who responds will be accepted. And I pushed the send button, and moments later, An email popped in that said, choose me, choose me. And without even looking at the name on there, I knew who it was. So it was Kathy and I gulped. And so sidebar, who is Kathy? Kathy was raised in a a home that was a religious war zone, absolutely war zone. Uh, She was criticized and, and judged constantly. And Kathy was and is a rebel. She's a black sheep in her family. She's lived a very, very colorful and interesting life. And she had, as a young woman, had a baby and was not married and that brought a lot of judgment from her family and rejection. And this child was perfect and she loved this little boy and at the age of 19 months that little boy died. And so she said, a loving God could not possibly do this. A God with any goodness would never do that to a perfect child. And so she divorced herself from God and she became an atheist and for 40 years she raised her children and her subsequent children as atheists and, um, and continued to have a really interesting life. And then she, her husband passed away About the same time mine did actually. And so she ended up moving to from Olympia to Vancouver. And she was invited to a birthday party to welcome her into the community. And she came in and this this little lady looked up at her and she welcomed her and she said, And where do you go to church? And Kathy said, Oh, I don't go to church, I'm an atheist. And if that woman had said that to me, I'd have said, Oh. Oh, and I'd have said a silent prayer for her. And, and that, but nothing more than that. And that little lady said, Oh, psh, you are not. You come to church with me on Sunday. And do you know what? This angry, angry, hurt atheist went to church with her on Sunday. And she sat there and she said, Well, this isn't so bad (laughs) and so she started listening to that pastor online on Sundays and then she moved into a new house and a nice lady across the street invited her over and welcomed her into the community and she said I'm in this great Bible study on Wednesday mornings why don't you come you can meet some other neat women and this angry atheist woman came (laughs) and I would I'd not think to invite an atheist woman to come. you know That's a good thing. God didn't bring her to me first. And so um, so why did I say, and, oh, and she came, and she didn't just do the lesson. she studied it. She researched it. She listened to other preachers preaching on the subject. She got books on the topic. We did Romans, and then we did Genesis. She dug in when there was a narrative to say. Uh, and I will we'll start and say, okay, would someone like to relate what happened in this chapter? She can tell you point by point all the way through. She also tells you why she hated it, why she did not think God was good to do things like that, why God was unfair, unkind, cruel to those people. But she studied it. And as time went on, those harsh corners that were sticking out started to side and come kind of soften up and she became a little warmer and a little more gentle and, and, and we all loved her. She's an interesting person. We loved her, we prayed for her. So why did I gulp when <laughs> I heard it was Kathy? <laughs> Which, um, Kathy has an interesting characteristic that she freely admits to and we all know about. Her. She doesn't talk much. She talks all the time. <laughs> her nickname is Chatty Kathy. And I thought, oh, Lord, three days of close contact. (laughs) So in case you wonder if God has a sense of humor or not, God very, very humorously and sweetly showed me that I can talk faster and more furiously and longer than Kathy ever could. And we ended up having a wonderful time together, she's a great traveling companion, her stories are all interesting, she never repeats herself, she's got an endless supply of them. (laughs) And and it was a real blessing. So we went to the conference and the speaker was phenomenal, just, of course, phenomenal. And um, at the end of the first session, she said, and I know there are people here who go to church every Sunday and teach Sunday school or have a home Bible study, or who are singing the choir, who've never really done business with Jesus, who have had reservations that keep them from taking the step. And it's if God is calling you to make take time to do business with him, I want you to stand up. This was during prayer. And afterward, Kath, uh, Kathy was saying, she was wringing her hands and she was saying, I wanted to stand up so badly and there was a war. I couldn't, I couldn't. There was a war inside me. There was a battle going on and I couldn't do it. And it stupid me. I didn't say, oh, you mean you wanted to talk to Jesus about becoming his child? You know, so I, no, so I'm dense because God had his own timeline, I'm sure. And so the second session at the end she said that she said some of you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior you have reservations she says you have its and if Jesus is telling you stop your arguing give up your reservations open your heart to the greatest love you will ever know and she stood up. And afterward, she wept in my arms. She cried. I wept too. We all cried. And she said, I did it. I opened my heart to Jesus. And you know what? He came in. She said, I'm changed. I'm clean inside. It's all. And she was so transformed. She looked different. Her skin was a different color. She went around telling people there what God had done for her. Um, she told them, "I've spent two years studying about Him. Now I know Him." <laughs> Wonder she knows Him? She was she was truly, truly transformed. Now, God did the work in my heart, too, that I went there knowing I needed, which is not nearly as interesting as her story, <laughs> but, but, but she's truly transformed. And um, in the end of July, she has to go to Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> For a memorial service for her 95 year old father who passed away and into into the lion's den of all those people for who with whom she has a lifetime of judgment and hurt so would you think about kathy and pray for her because she's a brand new baby believer she had fought with god all that time for all these years, she says, she says, I know now that he was pursuing me all this time and I was turning my back and rejecting him. So she fought with him and then on that day when there was the, the, the invitation given, she was doing battle with the enemy of our souls. If you ever wonder if he's real, there was a real battle going on in her soul. And now she has Jesus residing gloriously transformed and who she's meant to be so that's yes thank you thank you lord jesus for that
1: right Woo! it's not very often i mean you we hear of people getting saved but it's not very often you hear of an atheist getting saved which i found very interesting so thank you for sharing that so it is father's day and so i'm going to take a little diversion from our regular uh, teaching and just give a short, very short Father's Day devotional. Um, a lot of us approach Father's Day. Well, all of us approach Father's Day differently. Um, some have mixed emotions about Father's Day. Some people had these hands-on fathers who were always available, who were always interested in their li- in their children's lives, your life. Um, some had parents that were distant and disinterested they really didn't care what was going on in your life some people have been abandoned by their fathers and some people have fathers who have already passed away and are no longer on this earth so we all come to this day of Father's Day with mixed emotions but one thing we all have in common is no matter what kind of father we have or have had Um, The thing that we have in common is that we all have a Heavenly Father who is kind, loving, compassionate, generous, merciful, all of those things um, to each one of us. And regardless of how our Father here on earth treated us, we have a Father in Heaven who has always been there and will always be there for us. The Bible says in Psalm 68.5, that God is a father to the fatherless. And David he wrote in Psalm 27:10, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. And the Lord does take care of each and every one of us. We have a father in heaven and the way that we communicate with him is through prayer. And the greatest prayer that has ever been prayed, it's often called the Lord's prayer. And um, this is a prayer that Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. And I thought maybe we could say it together today. Um, I do have a, a scripture up there. It might be kind of small for some of you, but I think most of us know it by heart. So let's say the Lord's Prayer together Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The reason I wanted to read that is because Jesus, um, in teaching us how to address God, he told us to address him as what? Our Father, right? Our Father in Heaven. Um, But to address God as Father in Jesus' day was this revolutionary um, and pretty controversial thought. Uh, in the Jewish mind in particular. The Hebrews feared God and uh, attached such sacredness to his name that they wouldn't even say his name. They wouldn't even spell it out fully. They would leave the vowels out when they spelled out his name. And um, when um, they were speaking of God they would not uh, mention him as father um, even though they knew he was the heavenly father in fact when jesus referred to god as his father he was accused of blasphemy i mean the the pharisees were so angry that he said that god is my father Um, one of the reasons that he was crucified was because he spoke of this special relationship he had with the father And now, because of his death and resurrection, we can have that same relationship with the father that he did, right? So after rising from the dead, he said to Mary Magdalene in John chapter 20, verse 17, I am ascending to my father and your father and to my God and to your God. Now, as you were growing up, if your father was disengaged or disinterested, um, passive, you might think that God is disinterested, passive, disengaged. You might think of God that way. Then again, if your father was involved in nurturing and affirming, you might apply those same qualities to your heavenly father. But we need to view God not the way that we view our earthly dad. We need to view God as the Bible, as Scripture presents God, the Father. Not only does the Bible tell us to address Him as Father, but we're to do so in a very intimate way. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 8:15: So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we can call him Abba, Father. The word Abba speaks of intimacy. It's like calling your dad, Daddy or Papa. The idea is that of an affectionate relationship, and relationship being the key word. Abba, Father, is when you have intimacy with God, If you want an accurate snapshot of God, a proper portrait of of God as the Father, then you just need to listen to what Jesus said about the Father. You need to look at um, the scriptures and the stories that he told, the parables that he told, in particular, the parable of the prodigal son. You remember that one? In Luke chapter 15, the story isn't just about this rebellious, prodigal son, but it's also about this forgiving, loving father. You can't have the prodigal son story without the loving father part, right? So I'm going to just summarize the story in case you don't know. In this story, Jesus presents this father as an engaged, loving, affectionate father who loves his sons. He has two of them. And the father uh, who has two sons um, encounters his youngest son who demands a portion of the estate before the father has died. So basically he's saying, I don't want to wait for you to die. I'd like you to give me my inheritance now. Well, the father gives the son what he asked for, and the son went off to a distant land, and he lived like a fool um, as this prodigal, this rebellious child, blowing all his money, consorting with prostitutes, literally ending up starving in a pig pen. But he finally comes to his senses, and he decides to return home. Back at home, we see this loving father who is longing every day for his son's return. And he goes out every day looking to see if his son is coming. Well, this day, he sees way off in the distance his son coming home. And he runs to meet his son. I mean, he picks that dress up, and he... He bolts. Look at Luke chapter 15, verses 20 to 24. I have it in the message, so it's up on the screen if you want to follow along. This is what the message translation says. The son started his speech. Father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. But the father wasn't listening. He was calling to his servants, quick, quick. Bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then get a grain-fed heifer and roast it. We're going to feast. We're going to have a wonderful time. My son is here, given up for dead and now alive, given up for lost and now found, and they began to have a wonderful time. I love that the son is like, Father, I'm so sorry. And, he, and it says, but he wasn't even listening. He didn't care. All he cared about was that his son was home. This is a picture of our Heavenly Father. And although he is our God, there is intimacy in the relationship that we have with him. There is closeness. There is affection. So if you want to know what kind of Heavenly Father we have, another way that you can see what he's like is by looking at Jesus himself. Because Jesus said in John 14:9, anyone who has seen me who has seen who? Has seen the Father. If you've seen me, then you've seen the Father. So just look at Jesus with the little children. That's a portrait of our Heavenly Father. Loving, kind, compassionate. Engaged. Just look at Jesus with tears streaming down his face at the grave of his friend Lazarus. He loved him. When others are hurting, he's hurting. So many times people will say, how could God, right? And I say, God is weeping with you. Just look at Jesus feeding the multitude spiritually, And physically meeting all needs just look at Jesus touching the leper and healing him inside and out Jesus washing the disciples feet humbling himself these are portraits of our Heavenly Father and most importantly look at Jesus hanging on the cross taking our sin upon his shoulders He is a loving God who provides a way so that we can have relationship with him. That's just a glimpse of what our Father in heaven is like. And praise God we have a heavenly Father who loves us and longs to have a relationship with us. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, I hope you have a blessed week. May the peace of the Lord be with you. Thank you. Love one another. Be good. And go get your
2: kids. (laughs)